Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 56. On today's show, who will get the Amazulu job? We react to the PSL this past weekend and we preview the MTN8 final between Celtic and Orlando Pirates. Whether you are listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Lou Paho, but of course I'm not alone. I am joined in studio by former IX Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks. How are you doing, Slew? All good, all good. And we are joined by former Orlando Pirates and also former Mamelodi Sundowns midfielder, Mr. Deco Mudisa. How are you doing, sir? Um, easy, Chief. How are you? All good, all good. And uh, I think I was good. Now I'm not going to be good because I have to hear Sean's joke of the day. Damn. We're ready. <laughs> is very very good why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself it was too tired oh <laughs> no no yeah. you, you know oh. what I feel I feel like Aiden too might have known that one tired tires because of his reaction but oh go. my I think Teko only got it now too tired <laughs> that's terrible that's terrible it's not bad it's not bad but from there, we move into pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we ask a question on our Facebook page. Follow us on Soccer La Duma uh, on all platforms. But on Facebook, we ask a question and we ask you guys to send in your responses. And this week, we asked who should Amazulu hire to replace Ayanda Zamini? Here's what you had to say. I think Benimakati. Zagazi, Mangbega, Amakalelo, Kapini Makati. Benimakati, I think uh, Eric. Tinkler will be a good coach. Yeah, personally, I think Owen Dagama can make a great job there at Amazulu. I think Benny Makati can take over as head coach of Amazulu. Well, I think Benny is the best for Amazulu. I think it will change the situation there. And there you have it. Pretty, uh, pretty clear there for pretty one-sided pretty one-sided for benny mccarthy mm. uh you know benny mccarthy former cape town city uh coach of course legendary uh south african player uh but it, it's it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma here because we were speaking last week about uh the amazulu position and mm. uh how they should keep faith in nayanda zamini and he, they said that he stepped down but we know in south african terms that means we fired his <laughs> so, uh, Benny McCarthy, Owen Dagama, Eric Tinkler, and Sean Bartlett are all linked with this Amazulu job. Mm. Who do you think should get the gig? Sure, it's a tough one. Uh, you see, I've never played under Benny. Uh, Teko has. I've heard um, good reports. I've heard average reports, and I, I don't know if Benny is experienced enough to take over uh, a club like. You must remember, Amazulu is a massive club, eh? Mm. I mean, he's a very, very big club in South Africa. Um, I think they need experience. They've, you can see what they're doing in terms of the players and building around certain players and getting experienced players in. Um, I think they need to survive this year, which I think they will. And then next year, you're going to see a whole, a whole big shift. A whole big shift. So I don't know if Benny's the right guy, to be honest. But looking at the other guys, I don't know if any of them are the right guys. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, I've, I've heard Gordon Ingerson as well has been thrown in the mix. So if you want to talk experience, those yeah, are the guys. Do you know what I mean? There, there's a bit of experience. Player, yeah, it, it's weird. But, but Teko, you've played under Benny. Um, do you think he's the right guy for, for something like Amazulu? Um, look, I think... I think um, everybody wants to see Benny back in the PSL. I think, first of all, mm. um, he makes the league interesting, you know, seeing Benny coaching. I think people still love Benny. Um, Benny, yes, he is a good coach. Um, and one also, for one to get experience, you need to be coaching for a while. And I think he will gain that experience as long as he continues. Mm-hmm. I think, And uh, for me also, um, um, looking at other guys, not just Benny as well, I think Eric Tinkler, 
I think um, he's been one of the most impressive coaches by far, especially in the last two seasons, what he has done with with um, Murray's Beck United. Mm-hmm. For me, as much as I've played under Ben, yes, Ben is a good coach. I think he he, he, he can do a great job at, uh, at Amazulu. So is Eric for me. But for me, is 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 they need a coach. Like we've said this before, that they need a coach. Um, for me, they need a coach with a big personality. Mm. First of all, looking at the the squad that have assembled, they need a coach who can be in charge of the dressing room. You know, and uh, and that that will also have a clear identity of how the team should actually play. Because I think looking at Amazon, yes, it looks good, but there's so many individuals that are doing great, not the team itself. So they need to play as a team and they need a clear understanding of how they want to play and be able to to handle those big personalities because there's big personalities right now at Amazon and they need a coach that can do that. And for me, I know that I know that Eric had an opportunity like this also in um, Super Sport. Mm. He didn't do well mm. because there was big personalities as well. Benny hasn't been tested enough for him to be able to be handling those big, big personalities. But in football, you never know. You know, you might you might see Benny there changing everything else and all these big personalities follow on Benny because Benny also is a big personality himself. So I think he might do great there, especially in the dressing room because they, they respect him so much. But for me, either Benny or Eric Sinclair, I think one of them stands a chance of doing a great job at Amazon. The thing for me when I look at this list is three of these four candidates have been fired from their jobs. Benny McCarthy fired from Cape Town City. Eric Tinkler fired from Marisburg United. Sean Bartlett fired from Kaiser Chiefs. The only guy on this list who's just available for availability's sake is mm. Owen Degama. Mm. Um, and you also mentioned Gordon Iggeson, who is mm. readily available. Um, <laughs> are those guys better for the position because... They haven't like left a team in in a bad way, or or do you think that the other three candidates are just as as ready to go? Yeah, look, it's it's a weird one. I mean, if you look at those names, right, just these names here, you would you would think. I, I think Owen did a very good job at Highlands Park in in terms of the squad he had and the budget he had and what he got out of certain players. Um, he's not the easiest to play under, that's for sure. But for me, he's probably the most obvious choice out of that. Possibly not long-term. Possibly for the season. I think if you want a coach that knows how to scrap and and dig and get a result here and get a result there, I think he's the guy. But I do think with the new owner's vision, they're thinking big. They're thinking very big. Um, and I don't see anyone on that, uh, on that list that... I believe can take them to where the new owners are, are, are thinking. That 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 also that's the thing that surprised me about this decision is that Ayanda Lamine has only had a few games mm. to to coach this team, and everyone was kind of looking at him like, yo, you know, maybe he's the next locally yeah. uh, grown coach. Yeah. Uh, Deco, is there anybody on that list that stands out to you, uh, especially considering that they have to replace a young guy uh, with an old guy? Potentially, uh, because because Benny Benny feels like an a too obvious choice. Do you think that Dagama Tinkler maybe that they're leaning towards that angle? If if they choose Dagama, that for me it will be a very very surprising thing. Mm. Knowing how Dagama wants his team to play and looking at the age group at Amazulu, I don't think they do have the legs to actually play the system that Dagama wants to play. And also with uh, looking at the signings of, of the new owner, he's an exciting guy. You know, he's brave to make all these decisions. You see that he wants Amazulu to be an exciting team on the pitch and off the pitch. People should be relating to Amazulu. There should be superstars on Amazulu. Mm. And and with that, I think for me, he'll lean more on Benny McCarthy just to bring more excitement into the team. Because with maybe with the vision that they have, is that excitement will actually bring you know, happiness within the camp, you know, the, the guys must start grinding results and uh, um, talented players also will be attracted to come to Amazuli as well, because that's important. If the team does well, it's easy, it's not as difficult to get players that are good to actually come and play for you. And I think that will lean on Benny's side, but for long term, to for a guy that can actually turn things around. I know that Eric Tinkler was linked with Amazulu 
uh, when Fraser was still there, when he wasn't doing well. So Eric has been linked with so many teams because of what he has done at Marisbeck United. Now look at the look at the players that he has right now. There's other players that are quality. There's other players being coached before, so he hasn't. He, he doesn't have to do much, but just to form a team around them and make it work. So is Benny. Benny needs to come back again and and do the same thing. But the biggest challenge on both of them is to actually bring the results in. For me, I think. If if I'm the new owner of Amazula, I'm looking at Benny McCarthy and Eric Tinkler, and I'm looking at their style of play, looking at the players that I have within the team mm. that can actually adapt to those style of play. So I think for me, those two guys should be the the lead candidate. From there, we move into international news, and for that, we have pre-recorded this week's uh, segment with Kurt Buckerfield to take a listen. Now it's time for International News Desk, and for that, we are joined by the one and only International News Correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, how are you doing, bro? What's up, Slu? Good, how are you, man? I'm all good, all good. Well, last night was quite an eventful one for a Manchester United fan. Uh, you told me before yesterday night that you wanted to talk about Pogba and his agent uh, basically uh, coming out saying that he wants to leave the club. Um, yeah. He's been linked with Real Madrid for ages. What's the latest on the situation uh, for, for those who don't know? So, Slu, it's, I mean, look, I think for everybody because this has been going on for a few seasons now. His agent um, has publicly out um, his time at Manchester United, uh, you know, on a number of occasions. So it's not surprising looking for a way out. What is surprising is that he would allow his agent to go about it this way to to you know release an exclusive um, explosive to to a sport saying that he's unhappy and that um, you know he, he he feels like he can't express himself anymore. Um, and basically, he needs to leave, and very soon. Um, and Manchester United, um, you know, would him as soon as they can to to you know recoup at least some of what they paid for him. So it's a very weird situation. There's no you know more room on where it, it could be to where he could be going. But if I were to put money on it, I would say Real Madrid. That he would probably be tempted by PSG. Um, I think that Juventus would obviously also be a potential destination for him um, where he spent four very successful years where he's got a great relationship with Andrea Perlo and a lot of... So it's very disappointing, I think, as a Manchester United fan. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, very, very strange situation. So when, when you think about Pogba, he's a guy who hasn't really been popular with Manchester since he arrived. Um, do you think do you think that there's something wrong with the relationship between him and United? Or do you think that it's more of a situation where uh, he's got too much of an ego and uh, he, he, he's not settling in well with the system of United? Because I had it put to me, by the way, yesterday, that Manchester United is a club where you don't you can't come there with an ego. Yeah. You, you have to you have to develop your ego there. Yeah. Is is that is that your perspective? I mean, that's a very good point. I think that Pogba had a, a target on his back, whether fairly or unfairly, as soon as he rejoined the club for that kind of fee. You know, that that was that was always going to be very dangerous uh, to Manchester United where you spent some some, you know, years in the youth academy um, for 90 million or um, was always going to make it very, very difficult for him to justify, uh, you know, United spending that money. So, I think that Pogba does have an, um, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that personally. I think a lot of people do, uh, but you know, like you say, I think he probably hasn't helped himself. He's carried himself, especially during bad times. I think that. Pogba is a player with ability, um, with truly world-class talent, but that does not always translate. And, you know, I'm a sucker for players who make things look easy, which Pogba does on his day. Um, he makes things, things look incredibly easy. And, you know, the greatest players do, like Messi and Zidane. But when things are going wrong, when, when Manchester United have fallen so far from you know, where they were seven years ago under Sir Alex Ferguson. When things are wrong, 
and you have a player who, who doesn't look like he's always trying his absolute best, um, it's going to be difficult for people to like him. You know, he, he made, there were a few performances, well, performances where he was phenomenal. There were, there were great runs of, of form, great spells, purple patches. But I think that, you know, when he does eventually, that's what, that's what it, he'll be remembered for. Just little spells of form and not consistent form. And, and that's been the problem. Manchester United fans have, have been upset his, his inconsistency with the way he has spoken out in press conferences about his dream of playing for Real Madrid, the way his agent has conducted himself. So there's a lot of things that have gone wrong. Like Pogba always have, but even I, his biggest fan, you know, I'm just truly sick of the way he's handled the situation. I feel like it's I feel like he's forgotten the basic principles of respect and you know, I'm not surprised it's ended this way. Yeah, to be to be honest, it was kind of super random hearing about the story this week specifically because, look, before last night, which we'll get to in a little bit, yeah. Manchester United, it, it looked like uh, you guys were kind of swinging upwards. You, yeah. you, were, you were refining your form. But from Pogba's current club to his old club, Juventus, who met up with Barcelona last night, and my God. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was not a pretty sight, no. uh, especially considering Barcelona on home turf. What did you make of the the re meeting of Messi and Ronaldo? I mean, you know, Slu, things are so bad at Barcelona. So I think that I think it's it's difficult to judge, you know, the Messi and Ronaldo reunion on 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 this game, and especially Messi is so poor right now and so out of form, and uh, you know, spirits are incredibly low at Barcelona. Things are really really bad I think that's really really bad at Barcelona and you know if I had to take one thing away from it it was just great to see them back on the field great to see them cordial shaking hands giving it um, it's phenomenal to see I actually wrote a feature that uh, has just come out in in today's Sokoloduma in Wednesday Sokoloduma um, that just talks about their story pinnacle when they when they both played for you know rival clubs in the same league in the same country um, the amount of every single season I don't think that we will ever see some I know that's been said a lot it's, it's you know become a, a cliche but I don't think we'll ever see two go head to head like that for so long um, so yeah I mean it was great to see them back on the of course, you know, Juventus dominated them. Barcelona were absolutely nowhere. Um, but that said, Barcelona really had nothing to play for, having already qualified. Um, how far they can both go in the competition now in the, in the knockout rounds. Yeah, what's crazy to me is Barca, if you look at the stat sheet alone, actually dominated that game. 19 shots, 7 on target. Um, they had 60% possession. They had... 91% pass accuracy on 709 passes. They were yeah. pretty good, but like they, they just couldn't put it in the back of the net and, 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 and Juve proved more clinical. Um, but from there, we stick with the UEFA Champions League. Yeah. Um, Group H, man, it was always going to be crazy. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be as crazy as a 3-2 RB Leipzig win. Um, <laughs> what are your reactions? Also, welcome to the Europa League, my friend. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, as a, as a United fan, you just have to, you know, take it on the chin because... It's just it just swings in roundabouts every week. There's a that you feel when it comes to supporting Manchester United. But with my my journalist cap on, I'm just going to say I got it extremely wrong. Um, and you know, for the second last week against PSG, leaving Fred on was a huge costly mistake. And this week, um, I thought that he set the team up wrong played the wrong players. I, I don't know if you are aware of what happened with taking Alex T a natural left back off, leaving Shaw on, who had just come back from a month's injury, and then 10 minutes into half-time, or with Brandon Williams, a right-footed left back who hasn't basically played at all this season. So it felt like a comedy of errors. It felt really, really amateur. Um, and yeah, I mean, United... For it, of course, that was always going to happen, and yeah. it's the hope that kills you. 
you know, pulling two goals back with 10 minutes to go. What's going to happen? Of course, you aren't going to go through and you'll go to bed heartbroken. It, it, it really was quite telling. I mean, I, I, I personally didn't expect it. Uh, we, we do a show called The Bundesliga Connection where Chris Harrington, uh, our DW sports correspondent, he actually backed RB Leipzig to win this one. Yeah. And when I look back, you know, they drew with Bayern Munich on the weekend. They scored three goals against them. Um, do you think that do you think that this is United's fault or that they just couldn't handle uh, RB Leipzig's, you know, push? Well, I do think it's United's fault. I really do. I think it's Solskjaer's fault. Um, and, you know, I've always I've always defended him the benefit of the doubt on most occasions. But last night was his fault. He set up the team wrong. Five defenders against the side just a few weeks ago. 5-0. I, I thought that it was pretty much showing, you know, Solskjaer was showing his hand. Basically saying, well, we'll invite and try and get them on the counter. Not preparing for what happens if, you know, uh, Leipzig score early, which they did. And then they scored just a, a few minutes later yeah. again. Um, and from, you know, 10, 12 minutes into the game, United were chasing it. Not with the desire and hunger you would wish to see either if you were a, a United fan. It was incredibly frustrating. Some big players, um, you know, they didn't want to be counted for. Pogba got brought on at halftime, which I also thought was the wrong decision. I thought they they should have... It wasn't at halftime, it was in the second half. But I felt like, you know, this happened with his agent. Keeps that player away from the field. I feel like United need to have some pride. Um, that was another thing that really bothered me. I just felt like it was errors, a culmination of, you know, a lot of things going wrong, a lot of bad decisions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I... I think Solskjaer, and he's taken the responsibility, but I think he needs to put his hand up for that one. Well, Kurt, next week, uh, I want us to talk about Tottenham Hotspur because yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, we, we, we can't get enough said about this team. Uh, <laughs> look, I hate them, but they're good. Um, but uh, for, for now, I think we, we, we've covered everything we need to for the International News Desk. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. Cool, Sloop. Cheers. And that was International News. Of course, because we pre-recorded, we weren't able to get you guys' reactions here. But uh, I, I do want to talk briefly with you guys about Paul Pogba. Because here's a player, joined Manchester United from Juventus, all-star caliber player. But just hasn't really fit in with the system at United. Uh, uh, one question that I have on my mind mm. is, is it an ego thing? Do you think that it's Paul Pogba who's the issue here? Or do you think that it just wasn't the right fit and Man United maybe jumped the gun buying him? Yeah, he, he never really was a fit, was he? I, I, I just don't think it's worked out. So you get those partnerships that just don't work out. You get those signings that don't work out. And... He's a kind of player that you want to dislike, and he's also a player that you like him because you dislike him so much. Do you know what I mean? He's like a Lewis. He's, he's like a Lewis Hamilton to me. Like, yeah. I can't stand the guy, but I love him. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you can't blame Pogba because he actually went to the board at the beginning of the season and said, "Guys, I don't want to be here." So he's been honest with them. United saying, "No, no, no. You know, we want to keep you." Blah blah. So now all of a sudden he's the bad player again. But um, I, it's never been a fit for me. I'm not a United fan, but I, it's never been a fit for me. And um, I think if United can cash in and make some of their money back that they paid for him, I can't remember what that pay was, like 89 million or something stupid like that. Yeah, 90 million. Um, then they should do it. Because with a, and he's a big, he's a big person in the dressing room. We, we talk about big egos. He's probably one of the biggest at United at the moment. Um, and you don't know what that negative energy is bringing into the change room. Do you know what I mean? And and we've seen United's performances over the past four or five weeks. It's, it's been dismal. Is it to do with that? I don't know. But you need to start getting rid of that. You really do. So in my opinion, you cut your losses, you move forward. Um, it's a massive team. They can make. They can sign anyone they really want, to, to be fair. Um, and let him go play somewhere else. Yeah. Deco, what are your thoughts on this? Because here's one thing people often forget when they're talking about Paul Pogba is the fact this guy's a world champ. He's the, a reigning world champion with France. And he, whenever he puts on that jersey, he plays amazing. And so I just wonder, what, what do you think is going on? Do you think that, do you think that it is an ego issue? Because that's been the story for years now. 
but but slow even Giroud is a World Cup champion. Touched the ball three times. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, but I think for Popa, I don't think Popa has been happy ever since he got two Man United, and uh, he had made he has made that thing clear. Like uh, Sean has said, he's been wanting to pounce. And I think with with that going back into the board and speaking about it, I think it's that's very destructive to the team. Because you can see with, uh, with the coaches, well, he, he really wants to see Pogba in the team. He really wants to make it work. But it's not happening. If the player's mind is not there, it's not there. No matter who you can bring to try and support the system. And also, Pogba has been getting a lot of stick for years at Man U, especially by the legends. And for, from a player's side, that's not nice. You want them to be backing you up. You want them to be supporting you. Yeah. But it's because also they're very disappointed in how he played and how he showed into the into the team versus the country as well. But for me, is as a player, no matter how much money you can get, if you're not happy, the results are not going to come. You're not going to be at your, play at your best. And I think that's what the situation is with Pogba. Yeah. He's getting all the money that he needs, but he's not in an environment where for him it will bring out the best you know, so I think with 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 menu, I think they need to swallow the pill and and sell him and let him go to where he's supposed to go. Whether it's Real Madrid, whether it's Juve, it really really doesn't matter because at the same time you might find out that you know even now when he leaves, uh, he might even play better to where he's going because his mind and his the environment is different. Yeah, sure. So yeah. It's, it's 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 something like that within the, within the player. So I think when the player wants to leave, you know, of course as a team, especially being a star player like Pogba. You want to look at it very differently from a market's point of view, but when it's when it's when it's going on for, for over two years now, I mean, I think it's high time. Manchester yep. United is not yeah. Swan CFC. You know, this is a big team. They can they they they've got a big budget, and I'm sure they can find somebody that is younger or somebody from from you know with the scouts. They've got good scouts. I think Pogba is a, it's the right time now for him to leave. Otherwise, I don't see him picking up any form anytime soon, and yeah. that will be very destructive to the team. And, and you know, another thing that was pointed out to me yesterday is the fact that when Pogba joined, he left Juventus and Juventus had Pirlo, they had Marquinhos in midfield, they had this like really uh, well-balanced five-man midfield with two dropping back. Whereas when Pogba showed up at United, it kind of seemed like he was the only big talent in that midfield. And, and so now they're expecting him to carry the team. And Man United, to me, doesn't seem like a club that can be carried by a single player. Even when Cristiano Ronaldo was there, yeah. he had Rooney, Scholes, yeah. he had all these all-stars around yeah. him. So I, I, I yeah. don't think... I don't think Pogba was set up right here. So, yeah, as, as I said, yes, I couldn't agree more with you. It's, it's a yeah, Jerry Lingard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Me. Yo, that's probably the worst comparison Pogba's ever had in his uh, life. No, but but again, it's just but 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 isn't that you? You got to look at the agents as well. I mean. Yes, you're signing for Man United, but what is the squad going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you you got to look at sometimes the agents. You got to sit with your player and say, right, yes, Man United is a massive team. Let's look at the squad. Yeah, let's see what's around you. That obviously didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you would think it, it it did, but it just wasn't a fit slew. I mean, it, it's simple as that. He yeah. wants to go, let him go. Yeah. I wonder where he'll go. Barcelona, Real Madrid, back to Juve. Or go back to Juve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to Juve, easy. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a random name into the ring here. Yeah. Bayern Munich. No. <laughs> no. You'll get child there. Doesn't have the legs there, my friend. There you run. Yeah, there you run. Hey, hey. Yeah. German league is no joke, but the South African league is no joke either. And so we jump right into the PSL. <laughs> All right. So is it? It's not a joke. You're saying it is a joke or not a joke? <laughs> what? What? Why would I ever call our illustrious DSTV Premiership a joke? Um, we had a quite an inter- another entertaining weekend of football. More draws, so many draws mm. early on in the season. Uh, the highlight of which was obviously Cape Town City versus Orlando Pirates. Both of my esteemed gentlemen Called predicted it. a high-scoring draw, and you were right. Thank you. Uh, I, you know, it was it was. Yeah, we actually said two two. Eh? We did. We said two yeah, two. You both said two two. Yeah. Yeah. So so, congrats on on on, on being Betways, uh, potential <laughs> new sponsors. Um, <laughs> Betways. But, <laughs> but hold on, Teko, What did you say on your uh, your sports pesa thing? Did you say two two? No, but I said a draw. Did you? Okay. Two, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So so here's here's what I'm gonna throw at you guys because one stat that uh, that that I remember from that game is. 
24 shots from Orlando Pirates. Yeah, was... Seven on target and only two goals. Yeah. Um, Cape Town City were far more efficient. I think they had 12 shots, mm. about five on target, two goals. So was it Pirates' game to lose? Yeah, I think I think it was. I think Cape Town City did very well to get a draw, in my opinion. I think Orlando Pirates could have had four or five, and I think this form that Pirates have brought into this game is perfect timing for the final coming this weekend. You know, um, I think Pirates in front of goal have a lot of work to do. I mean, it was some of the some of the shots, some of the attempted shots, some of the attempted goals were were way off, and. Um, uh, I think uh, Peter Liebenberg had a good game in the Cape Town uh, goal. He I think, um, yeah, I, I think it, it was um, it was a very cool game to watch. We called it. We called it's going to be end to end. The first twenty five minutes were exhausting. Even yeah. I don't know what it was like to be on the pitch. It was like thirty degrees, or whatever. Yeah, but. Uh, I think Cape Town City did well to get a draw. Um, they could have snatched it as well. Don't get me wrong. Richard Ofori, another mistake. Yeah. Um, uh, you know that's that's two in a row, and this is a guy who spent big money on, who's taken over uh, someone who's solid, been solid his whole career in Wayne Sandlands. Um, ask about him too. Yeah. So it's 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 for sure. Pirates could uh, should have won. Uh, Cape Town City deserved the draw, but did very well to get a draw. If that makes any sense. Yeah, Teko, what are your thoughts? You've played for both of these teams too. Um, highly entertaining match. What did what did you make of the result? Interesting enough, uh, when I looked at the game, a lot of parts look dangerous when they don't have the ball. Mm-hmm. Because Captain City was is a ball playing team. They always um, put extra numbers forward to try and rotate the ball. And whenever they got intercepted, there was so much space that Orlando Pirates utilize with their speed. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and for me, it was very interesting for, for Orlando Pirates to, to see them adapting that style, which means they scored, they've got so much respect for Cape Town City. And I think Cape Town City, especially in the first half with, uh, with the pressure that they, they were putting um, Orlando Pirates under, it was very interesting to see. But I think the biggest mistake that Cape Town City did was the subs, the subs that they made. On the day, they, they didn't improve the game for Cape Town City. When Danzana came out, there was not much pressure, especially with uh, um, uh, with Pirates playing from the back and mm. uh, with Cape Town City when having the ball because Danzana plays very well in between the spaces and uh, mm. they had problems with that. Hence, they substituted Monare at halftime because they, they, they had three men midfoot that were not functioning properly, all of them. So they had to make sacrifices. And once they, they made those subs, Orlando Pirates looked better and they looked stronger in the midfield and they started dominating the game. So I think it was very interesting to see it from a technical point of view, but I think Orlando Pirates could have won the game easily and wrapped it up and managed the game very well. But Captain City had to fight back. And uh, like we all said, like this is a fixture that it can go either way any day, but it's always promised goals. So it was a very interesting game. But for Orlando Pirates, I'm not sure if that's the same system or same mentality that will adapt against uh, Bloemfontein Celtics because Bloemfontein Celtics also is a football playing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it'll be very interesting to see whether Orlando Pirates will resort to that being dangerous on counter tech or, or or having the three man midfield that doesn't function very well because he's been trying that three man midfield the whole season. And it's not working out. Yeah. So I think I think maybe that will Cape Town City game. Maybe that will actually make a final decision on that and be able to put the best players on the pitch. Because I think Juga Manji is their best number ten by far. Yeah. Nobody else better play better uh, that position better than the Pirates. But he's forever in or out, and they try new things. I think Zimba needs to needs to be solid in whatever that he's trying to do and continue with that. Even Ofori, Ofori makes mistakes, yes, but he's still new. But yeah, but he's course. a very solid solid goalkeeper. So you need to continue with that and build the trust and confidence within the team. And I think once we have that that, that continuity. And within the team, I think the team will start getting right. But for now, I think what the best thing that they need to do is is to make sure that on the weekend they are switched on because we know we know who they're playing. They're very dangerous those ones. Teko, you said the the three man midfield is not working. Why is it not working? Look, um, Monare, Mutsuare, um, and Makarenga, those triple M's, right? <laughs> for me, is they all play the same. They all want the ball. They all want to get onto Orlando Pirates' half and get the balls from the centre-backs. Yeah. 
and all of them most of the time you find three of them on that side what else they shouldn't be so nobody from them is willing to take uh, a, a position where he can receive the ball behind the midfield of the opponents where he can be advanced and help the team going forward so all of them they want to build up so now you don't have you don't have to have three players to help you build up mm. So like now you end up losing two or or more players in that position where we'd also be playing with more attacking players and playing with one sitting that can help the team build up. I think for me, all, all teams in South Africa are playing with one strike. So you don't have to build up with three. So that's the waste of a player. So I think Colano Pirates are doing that a lot because of those players have been coached that way from where they come from. So now you need to find a proper balance on how to play. Look at look at look at let's let's look at let's 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 do this. Look at how um Mamluli Sundowns are doing it. You'll never find Tembazwane in Mamluli Sundowns half and helping to build. Yep. You find you find Kotsie there getting the ball and playing in those between the spaces for advanced players to receive there. That's why Mamluli Sundowns is very dangerous. But with Lano Pirates, they can do the same. They do have the players, but three of them are doing the same things. Yeah. I cannot have three players that are playing the same way. Makaringa is very talented. He's got the energy. Mm. But with the talent that he has, he's not creative enough. Mm. How many goals have you created this season? You yeah. know, and, and that's and, an issue and, we see with a lot of sides, actually. Is, is yeah, so, so you, you look at you look at you look at Monara. Monara at at, at at Vets, he was playing as a person that breaks down the attack of other team. Yeah, he was never the, given the responsibility to, to to start the play. That's why Nange, when Nange came in, Nange was given the responsibility to start the play. Um, who's this boy? Uh, that went to India. He was given Alexander, the uh, yeah. Alexander. He was given the responsibility to start the, play, the team play. So was Ben Motswara. When when he was at Advert, he was doing the same thing. Was breaking down attacks. So now you've got two players that are breaking down attacks. You've got Makarenko was playing at Marisbeck, who was carrying the team. He had to do everything by himself. So mm. now there's conflict within these players. If they've been given proper uh, uh, instruction, or this is what your responsibility is, this is what your responsibility. Then they clear. There will be clear understanding in the midfield because most of them when I'm watching Olapa, you find them in the same side. You find mm. them following the ball. Makaringa is where the ball is. Makaringa is there. The guys, that's not football. There's no such formation or system or a role in football that says free rule. There's no such thing. So you need to you need to have a responsibility to what you're doing. And with this talent, you should be receiving balls at number ten position where he can actually turn and score goals and be creative. Because with his talent, he needs to be looking at all the season. He needs to be looking at his stats. Because football, if you don't play football with stats, then you're wasting your own time. You're not gonna be improving. You're not gonna yeah. improve as a but player. But like so Mamela was doing, right? Exactly. And yeah. as you can imagine, most of the time is not playing. So they need somebody in the midfield that can add in and add numbers and be on the scoring charts as well. Because you can't be depending on Bula. Bula's from the side there. You can't be depending on Lodge. They're all playing on the sides there. What is, what's happening with the midfielders? None yeah. of the Orlando Pirates midfielders are scoring goals. And they're three. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And, and looking know? elsewhere, you know, we have Sundowns. This was the most surprising result of the weekend to me. Mm. Uh, both of y'all, you know... Yeah, rightfully predicted that Sundowns. that Sundowns would win, but bottom of the table, Marisburg United with brand new, spanking new <laughs> coach Ernst Middendorp. Ernst, I love the car wash Middendorp. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, earned their first point of the season. Wow! Um, but but it's a big point. I mean, I mean, any point against Sundowns is a big point. I mean, obviously, Tembazwane continued his, his great form, but uh, Gonyama came through, 60th minute equalizer. Sure. It, was, it, was, it was shocking to me. I mean, what's even more shocking is that Marisburg United took more shots than Sundowns in that game. It's, it's, um, I, was, I was, when you watched that game, you wouldn't have thought it was top versus bottom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, I was very impressed with Marisburg. I don't know. It just shows you what a change can do to a team in terms of belief, in terms of um, a new face. And I'm to- obviously talking about Ernst Mellendorp. Yeah. Um, and Ernst is obviously no stranger to Maritzburg. So, um, but again, you've got to praise. I mean, that Sundown's goal was something special, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it was just beautiful the way Shalilita brought it down, passed it wide, ball in. I mean, it was, it was just textbook. Yeah. Um, but again, it's uh, it's. Definitely points lost for Sundowns. They would have felt hard done by. Um, but big ups to United, eh? to Marisburg United. It's a massive points. You can scrape. Yeah. You can scrape. You can scrape draws against the top teams and pick up a couple of wins here and there. You can finish yeah. top eight in the PSL for sure. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of that game, Deco? Big, big shot. Uh, for me, is Murindo actually reminded us how good of a tactician he is. 
Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was watching Maurice Beck, I was very impressed on how organized they were. Mm. While everybody knew his responsibility, but they struggled a bit in the first half, especially in that midfield. There was too much freedom for for Mohamed Salah. But second half, I don't know what they did. I think they made a sub. Uh, yeah, I think they made a sub in the midfield because they also they were playing with three. I think they made a sub and they put on Meza, and then they, that then they became more. Yes, yes. Especially going forward with that speed, and they became a threat to Mamre Sundowns. That was for my respect. That game was a game of two halves, and with the second half, the way they played, they deserved to score because they they became better, they became stronger. You know, the, the the team started believing, especially the way they were playing. And you can tell, like like Shona said, you can tell that just a change in the dressing room can bring so much difference. And also yeah. with Modern Lopez, every time when he has this opportunity with small teams. You can see his tactics been applied very well. I don't know what happened with the, with Kaiser Chiefs, but with the players that he has right now, he can adjust to any system that he wants to because of the age group as well still allows him. Mm. The legs still... And also, it's, you must understand also that the non-big players are easy to coach. Mm. Easy, yeah. easy to coach, easy to adapt to any situation. You can tell Nguenyama uh, 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 that today your job is to go with Castro wherever he goes. They can do that. You can't do that at Kaiser Chiefs and tell... Um, yeah whoever that is your job is to do this so it's easy for you for for, for players like that but for me it, it reminded me how how good a tactician is and it'll be very interesting to see how Maris Beck will actually start getting results because getting results like in Sundown that is high on scoring like the way they are it's very 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 impressive and for me it's good for the for the spirit of the team so they just need to continue forward to continue going forward and and another team that you know you wouldn't expect that's to be that's doing my team so well. Of the season. That's your team of the season, the team <laughs> of choice. Hey oh, Baraka, Baraka. Okay, cool. Hey yeah, because hey we gotta, guys. we gotta talk. Sean, you are quoted as saying last week, "Look out for Baraka. Um, they're doing pretty well, uh, or oh, they look good." Is what is exactly what you said. Thank you. Uh, you know what's surprising hey, is. Thank you very much, Lou. Watching this team this year, you wouldn't have thought that they finished 14th last season. Crazy. But the top three right now, they they leapfrogged Orlando Pirates into that third spot. 11 points, only one loss. Um, they're the only team in the in the top four that has lost a match. Uh, but still, the, these results that they're putting together, 2-1 over Chippy United this past week. Against weekend. my favorite team, Your hey? favorite team. Jesus. You must have been heartbroken, oh, Sean. Shattered. Sleepless nights. <laughs> Um, yo, look, so I'll be honest, I, I didn't see the game. Um, <laughs> I'm so shocked. <laughs> I didn't see Baraka at home against Chipper. I thought I could maybe uh, do a little bit better with my life. But um, yeah, so I, I missed that game. But again, I think I think we called it. Eh? We called it Baraka victory, I think. Me and Tekro. Yeah, yeah, you uh, guys yeah. both called the win. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no surprises there. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's it's it's. I just hope we don't sit here in six, seven, eight weeks time and we talk about them again in 15th, 16th position because that's just too obvious. That's just another Mazzulu again. We don't want that. Yeah. Like let them finish top four. That'll be great. That's a that's a good talking point. Yeah. Please don't let us down, Baraka. Yeah. One of my favorite things is I, I didn't realize this. Uh, Mahopa. I didn't know that his first name is Evidence. <laughs> Evidence Mahopa. Scored the first one for, for Baroka. So it was actually a come-from-behind victory. What do you make of this Baroka side this season, Teko? I mean, it's been very impressive. Um, like you said, they don't play like a team that was in 14th position. But, but there's other things that you want to see. You know, when when you didn't do well last season, you need to look at things that you need to do right for the team and hope that the team does well. And they started very, very well. And that brings the confidence and the belief within the team. The last three games before the cheaper game, they could have won the game. They considered last minute for those teams to draw. Mm. So they they know how to win, but they didn't they, they didn't know how to manage the game. And that was the biggest issue that I have with Baroka. Baroka have the in a position where they can collect as many points as they can while teams are still sleeping. Because we all know how how the league is. Second round, you know, the sleeping giants, you know, yeah. they wake up and then it becomes a problem. But for me is It'll be very, very, very interesting to see whether Barocco will sustain this, this this high performance that they have. I'm not saying they're going to win so many games, but I'm just saying the consistency that they have, it's 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 admirable. And the way they mm. play, like I mean, also impressive the way they play. They're not just winning games, you know, the smash and grab. They're playing very well. They're playing yeah. football, yeah. They're playing good football. Yeah, they play, they play proper football. But I, there's one thing that I know in that team, looking at how they play, if you don't have the legs, if you don't have the endurance, you're not going to play in that team because everybody runs. 
yeah. they yeah. run they they will run you hey my friend but and 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 i think out of the reason why i'm saying baraka is my team of the season is every time the post match the coach always have something you know limpopish to say you always have something crazy to say limpopish yeah is that, is that that's a new that's a new word limpopish i got a few yeah. family members who are limpopish <laughs> but i like but i like the guy and I, I, I like how baraka's playing i'm impressed i'm very impressed like i'm i'm very impressed and who's the and head coach now Um, what's his name? Ba, 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 ba. I'm gonna do a quick Google search. Um, you like the guy? We don't know his name. How's this? <laughs> no, I forgot his name. I forgot his. He's too limpopoish for Teko. Too limpopoish for Teko. It's a Toka Matimela. Right. Uh, see, he's so good. But the thing is, like, I don't know what he does that is different to 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 the previous coach. But the players are responding very well, and this is what you want to see. Yeah. I just hope with the way the way Baroka are going. Um, I plead to uh, the, the the head coach, Bafana coach. I'm saying, can you please be in a position to look at all the teams, mm. look at yeah. all the players? And there's so many players that are deserve to be in the national team. They're not. There's mm. so many of them deserve to be the national team, and they are. Mm-hmm. If you want growth, you want us to go to go back to glory days. Let's have one team that is we know of, and then you can always add uh, add on new players. And looking at the age as well, not because you're playing for certain teams, it guarantees you to be there. Yeah. So I think there's so many players that are raising their hands. For instance, I'll tell you this: look at look at Phillies for Captain City. Yeah. Yes. He, he talks for for all the big uh, big big, and he's been consistent for Captain City. He's balling out. Exactly, yeah. but 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 you'll never find him in the national team. You instead you you bring in Libusa does not even play. Mm. Mm. But and I've got point. nothing against Libus. I'm, I'm just saying to, to no, the no, national no. team coach. I agree 100%. You know? We've been talking about this nation- for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying to the national team coach, please, 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 look at the game the way that we're looking at the games. Yeah, Look definitely. at the game. You know, uh, it's what you require. And another thing that's surprising to me about Baroque is if you look at that top five, they have spent the least amount of money yeah. by far. Yeah. Um, they don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe their budget is like 200,000. <laughs> But they actually balling out. So I also, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them just for, just for that personally. I, I, I like an underdog. I like a good underdog, obviously. Arsenal. And Snoop, these guys are doing great stuff, you know, behind closed doors. They're building a village for their team. You know, they they have like a village like what Kaiser Chiefs have. Yeah. So these guys are doing great stuff that is not publicly known or whatever the case may be. So mm. for me, I think Baraka is doing certain things that are great. This is that I just hope that they'll continue with that. Consistency, like, like you said. Yeah, Chico. I like their neighbor. Yeah. yeah, this is the thing, Baraka. They have the chance to make history. Speaking of history, oh. it's time for this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. Please don't come with Arsenal stories. <laughs> no, no Arsenal stories. Uh, so this week, back in 1985, Juventus uh, completed their collection. They won the Intercontinental Cup on penalties over Argentinos Juniors, becoming the first and still so far only team to win all of their possible major trophies. I know Barca fans are sitting there thinking that that one time... No, 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 no. They they lost one of them trophies that year. Check it back. This week, back in 2009, Queen's Park Rangers suspended manager Jim Magleton for allegedly headbutting one of his own players. Nothing wrong. Fantastic <laughs> stuff right there. And this week, back in 2011, Lyon advanced to the Champions League despite starting the day in an impossible position. Basically, they had to make up a seven-goal gap in their group. Mm. In terms of goal difference, so it was one of those where it's like it's not even it's not even as hectic as yeah. the as the UEFA Champions League one last night with United. Where mm. welcome to the I'm gonna say it again. Welcome Europa. to the Europa League. But yeah, it's it sucks, right? But but anyway, Leon, yeah, they 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 did the damn thing back in 2011. How did they do it? Was it was did they score the seven goals or did they rely on it was a combination of both Jeez. so they had to they had to win i'm going to tell you now they won 6-1 wow. themselves so yeah. they did everything they did that they job. could yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then they had to rely on on the other results which wow. are huge huge right there damn all right and from there we have to preview 
the MTN8 final. It all comes down to this. Bloemfontein Celtic, Orlando Pirates, both seeking trophies for the first time in a while, Sean. It's been a minute. He's the way he's looking at me, bro. I was like, are you getting paid by MTN yet or what? (laughs) Sponsored by... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> um, oh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Bloemfontein, I, I, you know, people forget were in a in a cup final not too long ago. They were there in the Nipbank Cup final, mm. and uh, they lost, of course, to Sundowns. But uh, some some will feel that they had a good shot in that game. Orlando Pirates looking for their first trophy win, and I think it's five years now. Five. I want to say it's wow. five years. Um, it's hard to believe. Eh? But they've stormed to that final. They destroyed their local yeah. rivals, Kaiser Chiefs. So, from an MTN eight perspective, they'll be they'll, they have all the momentum. But sure. overall, how are you yeah, feeling? Look, I think overall they've got the momentum. Uh, we're talking about Pirates, but Teka will know when it comes to Cup finals or any final, it's it's anybody's game. Yeah, things can happen on the day that are completely out of your control. Um, we know Bloom Celtic are playing good football. Yeah. They are the underdogs in most uh, finals, but they, they're getting to the final. That, that tells you something about them. Yeah. Pirates on the weekend were very, very impressive. I think they're carrying form into this weekend at just the right time. They, do, they are struggling up front. They, as I said, we, we said previously, that they could have scored four or five for sure. Yeah. Um, can Bloom Celtic capitalize on that? I don't know. Um, my money's on... Pirates, but I do think it's going to be an entertaining game. Should be interesting. I mean, you know, you know, when I think about John Maduka, towards the end of last season, he was catching all the praise, but now his team's sitting 14th on in, in, the, in the league. Yeah. Um, but they are in a cup final. Deco, do you think that this could be a turnaround moment for the boys from Bloom? It can be a turnaround for Lando Pirates as well, but I think they, they also need this trophy, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, it's been so many years without winning. But I think... Um, look, if Pirates won't respect Celtic based on their league form, I think they will regret that. Mm. And uh, mm. I think with, with, with Bloemfontein Celtics is, I think I said this earlier on in one of the podcasts, I said, as much as the league is is is, is a marathon, I think the cup games are sprints. And I think Bloemfontein Celtics, they just want to sprint. Mm. They want to have this cup, maybe that cup will bring more confidence within the team and also with that what's 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 happening also outside the pitch i think bluefield celtics are starting to get their things in order and uh, i mean this is the one of the cup finals that they need to play within three or four months this mm. is great for the team you know they, they they it's up to them and what i like about bluefield celtic is you'll never know which lineup might show up in the cup final mm. yeah. you know there's they, they they're capable of changing players the whole team all together and 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 still play the way they play without getting results but i don't know which team is going to show up on the day but i think with orlando pirates with the momentum that they've been having i think they deserve to have something because if and this is me putting my head on the block if orlando pirates is not going to win this MTN final they're not going to have a great season at all mm, mm. A, a strong warning there but i mean it, look losing again and again and again and again, it, it, it's, it's, it's not going to rub uh, some of these players the right way, especially because they've brought in so much talent for the specific purpose of, of getting that silverware hmm. in. Yeah. But uh, in other news, which is what I'm going to start calling this segment of extra news. In other news. In other news. The PSL. Brought to you by. <laughs> we need a sponsor, by the way. Yeah. Brought to you by Aiden Hewitt, our fantastic sound engineer. The PSL announced their player and coach of the month. I don't think it was a shock to anybody that Temba Zwane took home the PSL player of the month. What is, it wasn't a shock to me that uh, Brandon Schutter won coach of the month, but the, the, the glow up for him from last season. I mean, this is a guy like the, when we entered lockdown, Swallows were were far behind um, IX Cape Town. They 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 needed to play catch up. Yeah. Then they enter that bubble. They play catch up. They win the whole thing, mm. and now they're in the top league. Mm. And they they're acting like they've been here. I know. Deco said this last week. Acting like you've been here for five seasons. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Truter takes home coach of the month. But I just just to, just to add in there, I, I think. I don't think enough credit goes to the Swallows board for sticking by their man. Yeah. Because what does happen usually, 
when you get promoted to the uh, the PSL from the NFD, you automatically think, oh my God, we need a big name coach. Yeah. And they've just shown, no, we're going to stick by this guy. He's got us through the He's made us who we are and it's, it's paid dividends. So I think... I don't think enough credit has been given to the Swallows board and, and well-deserved, 100%. Yeah. Deco, what do you make of, of, of that announcement? I mean, we have, we have uh, sundowns, we have three coaches, we have <laughs> all these, but Brandon Schroeter has come through with the goods for Swallows. What do you make of it? So, so what you trying to tell me, Scoot, that DSTV Premiership couldn't give away three trophies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because because for me is I love Swallows and I love what Trito is doing. Uh, you guys know how much I enjoy watching Swallows and uh, and uh, with all the stuff that they're doing, especially with the signings, they've done good business in the market. But you're looking at the league right now. Um, all the teams have played six games. Sundance is the one with more uh, with more points, with four wins, I think. Mm-hmm. Swallows with three. So Sundowns on 12, on 14 points, Sundowns on 12. So now you get back to, you, you, you're going back and sit and look at how do you select the coach of the month? Yeah, so, so how does that work? Exactly. For me, it doesn't make sense. I love Twitter, yes. But why is Manolo uh, doesn't win it? Is it because it's expected for him at Marvel Sundowns? Yeah. For me, it doesn't, I, I don't understand. If you, because with coaches, you need to select coaches based on the points. Sure. That they get yeah. within a certain period of, within a quarter. That's why she, she's been clear with because look at the goals that he scored, look at the contributions yeah. of what he's done within those quarters. Why would coaches we need to overlook things? Yeah, yeah. You know? It is a strange one, actually, come to think. Because uh, I think, think Mangoba deserves this. I don't I don't have any issues with Truta. Yes, you deserve it because you're entertaining and you knew on the on, on the PSL, yes, you're entertaining, we'll give you kudos for that. But come on guys, let's not, you know, let's let's give guys stuff that they do. Yeah, Truther was was a good coach. He is a good coach. Was the best coach. Yes, he got these coaches, uh, NFD or Great Africa Coach of the Year. He got that. Now he's in the PSL. You're number two. You you had six games in. You have twelve points, and there's a team that has fourteen points on top of you. Why is that guy not a, not a coach of the month? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess the only reasoning that I can uh, you know imagine on the part of the PSL is that um, Truta maybe has the harder job, you know, with with a with a newly promoted on, side. Come on, come on. Maybe. Come on, oh, no, I'm, I'm just Slew. trying to. Slew. 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 Devil, devil's I mean, advocate. I'm trying to no, devil's no, advocate. No, no Slu. In football, when we do when we when they come to those player of the year, player of the month, whatever the case may be, it's based on stats, statistics. The statistics. Why would coaches yes. with the coaches as well need to boil down to statistics? Nothing else. Yeah. I don't care whether he's got twelve Michael Jordans in his team. Stats, <laughs> me, bruh. Yeah. I wish I had twelve Michael Jordans. What is that guy that coached Michael Jordan? Phil Jones, right? How many yeah. how many coaches of the season he got? They didn't yeah. say ah, but you've got Michael Jordan in your team. <laughs> no, <laughs> we ain't giving you. Shit. You got MJ. All right, yeah, yeah. No. all right. Elsewhere, Molongwane. Uh, he has returned to TTM. Chronicle Sun has returned. What's fascinating Ooh. about saying returned is that he never played for them in the first place, wow. but he's back. Wow. So back like he never left, literally. It's becoming comical, guys. It truly is. I, I guess they needed to get him back because who, who else are you? I, I don't know. But TTM, I feel like... I, I, it's starting to feel like to me that it's not about soccer when it comes to TTM. I don't know what it's about, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what is going on. Uh, so, so he takes them to the PSL disciplinary board, right? Yeah, bro. Then he's back playing for them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, 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 the article. I just want to get it right. <laughs> the yeah. article sure. said sure. that they hashed things out and that wow. they sorted sure. it. Out. Yes, sir. You know what it's like? It's like getting a ticket. And and bringing talking to the guy, I'm like, listen, let's let's make a deal. I'll give you 300 bucks. You scratch that ticket off. Sure. Is, 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 yeah. I don't. For me, it's guys. It's these managers, this this agents. But anyway, I just hope for for the players' side that uh, especially the long one. I think I hope that things are okay. Yeah, from the players side, I just hope that things are okay. They 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 actually starting to 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 fix their. Yeah. And with Mulongo, and I hope um, all is sorted on his side, he can actually trust the team and be able to bring in the results because of what has been happening with all these players, yeah. with every week they've been on the news, I think it disturbs the team and it doesn't make uh, the coach's job very easily. But for me, 
I, 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 I would love to sit and chat with, uh, with, with his agent. Maybe mm. also Sean, maybe yeah. let's look at it this way. Mm. We've realized also, the fact is, we've realized how difficult it is for any player to get a team. That's what right I was going to say. Yeah. So now I can't blame Mulungwane for doing that, but yeah. I'm just saying, guys, you weren't even supposed to go there in the first place. Mm. Exactly, Mundo. You know, but I just hope that with, 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 with what's been going on, they, they, they're trying to sort their shit out and they can, because all we want to see is football, Chief. We want to see players playing well on the pitch. So, so I wonder what's happened to Opa then. Well, exactly. Opa. We need to hear. We need to hear. Opa is high and dry now. Hey, Opa, Opa. Maybe we can get him one. Nah, but they must settle Opa out. In other news, Kwamsanga uh, uh. Stadium set for a 17 million rand revamp. The the reason why this story stood out to me one, uh, it's going to be TS Galaxy's new home in the future. Uh, that's why it's news to us. But also. In a world with zero fans in stadiums, I'm wondering how you even get 17 million rand for a revamp. So does this surprise you? For a newly promoted team to just get the dollars stacked for a new stadium, it's, it's not really news, but I, it, it was news to me. I was like, what? It's, it's interesting, Stu. Firstly, where is Kwamkhlanga Stadium? Oh, it is, it's in Mpumalang. Mpumalang. Mpumalangas. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, bro. I mean, it's 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 great news, but it's bizarre news, it's and it's boring news. It is, yeah, and I don't know what else to say. Like, I mean, but seventy million revamp, cool. But you, like you say, you can't get anybody to watch the games at the moment. So who's gonna be there? Who's gonna be there? Number one, but the the revamp will take. It takes months and months and months. So yeah. I mean, this is obviously for next season. God willing, they're still in the PSL because that would be a bit bizarre if the NFD are playing in a 25 million rand uh, uh, stadium. Yeah. Here's my here's my other issue, Deco, that I'll that I'll throw to you before before I say anything stupid and when opinion oh, that might get friends. me fired. Listen, um, we we all know what happens with the monies when it gets pre-announced like this. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, ah. Deco, what do you make of this news? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so you want me to be fired as well? <laughs> Look, Slu, um, for football and Kwamsanga, people that are around, people that are involved, especially for players, it's great news. There's a stadium they can actually maybe use. Uh, for me is, guys, we're still struggling with certain PSL teams and their stadiums. No, no. And, 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 and we... People at a lower, lower division can get 17 million to revamp the stadium. Why don't you revamp Tuyando? Do you see how bad it looked when they were sure, playing against um, Amazulu? They were using chairs. They were using all the furniture to, to take the water <laughs> out because the drainage was bad. So for me, it's, 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 I don't know whether to celebrate this or to be like, ah, but guys, what's the priority here? But, but, but it also, it, it, it's, it's, it shows Tim Sakazi's intent. That is true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like his his intent is his, is to build a proper proper team, and yeah. how he's conducted business in the transfer window shows that as well. I mean, the, uh, that is but true. You must start but getting results also. Correct. Yeah, and also you can build all these nice things and do all these nice things. At the end of the season, you play in playoffs, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. But also, aren't they playing at Mbombella right now? Like it's not. Yeah, they are. But you know, like you, you know, SuperSport actually used that stadium as well. Oh yeah, yeah, true. So, true. And there's there's clear Africa team that uses that pitch more. So it's it's in Pumalanga the the only good stadium is that one. Yeah, so maybe true. this Kwamsanga stadium might help especially with clear Africa teams and then that can be saved for PSL teams. I think that would be great because that stadium was a World Cup stadium, it used to be great. Now it's a Tuandoish. And in the last of our random boring news, Bloemfontein Celtic have nabbed another sponsor. The reason why this stands out to me is because last season we spoke so much about this team not being able to pay their players. And I remember there was a nickname, I'm, I'm struggling to remember it now. There was a nickname that the the, the Twitterazzi came up with for, for, for Celtic, which it was something based around like, they're basically playing for fun. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah I remember that. Sponsor. You, you remember. remember that, yeah, yeah. So they, they have nabbed another sponsor. This is hilarious to me. Uh, so, so Celtic nabbed 
Twizzer as ah, a sponsor, right? Okay. The reason why Twizzer, it, it, it threw me back, Sean, because I went to university no, at Rhodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I dropped out. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, still writing yeah, away. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in Eastern Cape, Twizzer, bro, imagine. What is Twizzer? Twizzer is it's like, it's like Coca-Cola, but like off-brand. Okay. Yeah. So Twizzer, but it's a South African company. And yeah. so I used to get Twizzer all the time, Sean. No. Because it was 9 Rand 99 cents for a two liter. You got Twizzered. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of happy to see that both Celtic and Twizzer are still doing well. Wow. <laughs> but how do you, I mean, there's I mean, not much reaction. There's no, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to ask me? How do you feel about it? So you got to give a... <laughs> what are your thoughts on Twizzers Celtic sponsorship? That's so beautiful. Thanks but for bringing that up. At least the players are getting paid. That, that, that's, that's the main thing. Players are getting played. That's it. And I need paid. to get myself a bottle of Twizzer. That's and you know, it. you know what I'll need to do to get there? Here we go. I'll need to take a drive. All Has right. any done it again? Oh, yeah. Huh. You, thought, you thought for a second. I think it was a split second you thought I was going to miss this no. week. Nah, fam. No, no. We driving. We driving. And this week we are driving. John Kamitis's, the Cape Town City Chairman, his new Bentley Continental GT. If you live in Cape Town, you might see John driving around in this beautiful Bentley Continental GP, which blends world-class craftsmanship with new age tech. It's an ultra-fast and ultra-luxurious Grand Tourer for those of the highest discerning taste. Mm. The pros, world-class interior craftsmanship, powerful engine, standard all-wheel drive, extensive customization possibilities, and easy and comfortable to drive. The cons, the cramped rear seats, it's so heavy set, so most competitors handle better. The oh, Continental handling. GT is, is also, it's not a sports car, so those looking for that exotic style as well as incredible handling will be better served by a more purpose-built machine from the likes of Aston Martin, Ferrari, or McLaren. Between three to five million, depending on the specs. <sighs> Pure class, I give it a nine out of 10. Damn, that might be the most baller car you've had for car of the week so far. Damn. That is, that is big time baller. It's beauty. You know what? <laughs> it, the, the section that surprised me the most there <laughs> when you're like, oh, handling's not that great. Like, <laughs> yeah. It gives yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to drift in my bent. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> but from there, we close off with a motivational quote of the week. What you got for us, Sean? I've got uh, my best friend in football, Mushin Utrigal. Uh I was being sarcastic, by the way. Uh, <laughs> what remains in life are not material gifts, but memories of the moments you had that made you happy. Your wealth is not locked in a safe, but in your mind. It's the emotions and passion you felt inside your soul. Nice. He's getting a deep. Nice quote. He's yeah. getting deep. Big it's, throwback from Wishin. I remember one of, one of the first few shows we had of the car wash as I close off. Uh, we actually had to have a sit down with Clint uh, because Deco made a joke about Mission. Guess what it's about. Yes. But <laughs> we had to bleep that. Out, I know, so I know. since then we've been bleeping, Deco. We've been bleeping everything. We've been twizzing. <laughs> we've been twizzering. <laughs> sorry, you catch feelings. Ah, sorry. Not even him. Like the, we we had to catch feelings beforehand for him. But oh, anyway, anyway. I love the guy. I love him. <laughs> I love him. He's a he's a great he's a we very good coach. We honestly, love him. No I wish I played on a machine. I've I've said this for the longest. I love machine. He's crazy. You I didn't play under him, eh? No, I love crazy coaches. Uh, I did. I, more. I enjoyed. We love Mission and we love all of you. Whether you've been listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Gang's 96.7 FM's Game Time, I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Sean Roberts. Away, my Buddha. And that has been Mr. Teko Murise. My Buddha, it has been our pleasure to serve you with football content again. This has been episode number 56. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.